Shiloh. My name is Ed Hires. I am one of the pastors here at Shiloh. And uh, we have been in this series entitled Life's a Beach. And this is our second Sunday. Uh, and our title for today is Here Comes the Sun. Uh, somewhat connected to what you just heard. Before I go into my message, though, I want to tell you, I am so blessed by our worship here. I am really blessed. I am really blessed. I'll tell you, God is... God is doing something. We just, uh, we appreciate uh, Blake and all of his efforts, but all the team, and he, it's just amazing to me. I just, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so here comes the sun. Most of you recognize that. It is a very popular, or was a very popular, is a very popular Beatles song. And a couple of fun facts about this song uh, that you might know. It was actually released in 1969, and it was on what famous Beatles album? Abbey Road, woohoo, all right. So Abbey Road, and it was sung by a Beatle that doesn't usually sing leads on songs. It was sung by George Harrison, that's correct. By the way, if you were at the first service, you don't get to guess on these, uh, just so you know. So, um, so here was an interesting thing. Um, George Harrison shouldn't have been where he was to write the song. He was supposed to be in a business meeting for the Beatles, and he got so sick of it that he played hooky. Everyone was looking for him, and he was in Eric Clapton's garden at this moment, and he wrote this in one sitting. Uh, and Eric Clapton, by the way, you may know him, Yardbirds, Cream, ultimately uh, uh, went on for s some solo work as well. But here he is, and on this song, when they ultimately moved it out of the garden, they had a piece of equipment that was brand new to the music world. It was brand new, one of the first songs to ever use it, and it was called a... Yes, boy, you're good. What kind of synthesizer? Moog, M-O-O-G, and uh, his last name was Moog. This, trans, this just transformed music, because now we could make music electronically. And they tried to do it before, but they had to use tubes. Now they had a transistor, so it was just amazing. Went on to be the forerunner of many things that would come. It's also the song that Ivanka Trump walked into the 2016 National Republican Convention speaking just before her father. So another little tidbit of Beatles information. When I was a young boy, I was at that point, it was 1964. I was 13 years old. And my barber, it was, his name was Leo the Barber. I don't think he had a last name. He was just called Leo the Barber. We never knew his last name. Leo was very famous. And when I went to get my hair cut that week, uh, Leo told me that the week before, he had cut the Beatles' hair. Come on. They were all in my barber shop and they got their hair cut by my barber. 1964, the Beatles came to perform at the Atlantic City Steel Pier. Whole other story, wonderful place. And they came there to throngs of thousands. They actually got them into the concert in a fish truck. 
and they got them out in a laundry truck because it was so pop. They were so popular at that point. Unbelievable. Another little tidbit on concerts in Atlantic City, because I know you're interested, is that when I was 11 and my wife was 13, we actually were at the same concert for Herman's Hermits. And we didn't even know each other was there. But just think about it. My wife was in the room while I was listening to Herman's Hermits. Okay, that was an amazing fact. That'll be, that'll be something you take home with you, let me tell you. But I do digress. Uh, our beach series, seven weeks of, of topics that tie to summer and to beach uh, kind of weather. And number, and they're all with P's, thanks to Josh Locke, he came up with this. Um, last week, Pastor Greg brought you planning. Uh, this week, we're gonna talk about preparation. Next week, precaution, then participation, peace, perspective, and plunge, which will be our baptism Sunday. So that's a, uh, that's a really uh, important one. We love baptisms here. Um, we have open baptism. You can come, even if you're not prepared. We'll have all the uh, towels and things you need, and we just call people out of the audience. You can also sign up, but it's a great, great time. So summer has this great blessing, but that same blessing can also be a great threat. What is it? Sun, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we're going to be discussing today this whole concept of sunburn or sunscreen. And, you know, if you're getting ready for a summer day, right, you lather up your sunscreen, you get your hat on, and uh, you're all ready to go out and enjoy a summer day, but you get outside and no sun. Clouds socked in, can't see a bit of sun. It's light, but no sun. Kind of disappointing. So we're going to do a lot of analogies today. If you like analogies, you'll love this message. If you don't like analogies, you really should find a way to get to the bathroom and downstairs and out, because there's a lot of them in this one. A lot of them. I'm going to tell you right up front. So here we go. Clouds. We're going to talk about clouds, and and you know. I would like to, I, I am going to make the statement that as Christians, sometimes we have clouds in our lives, things that block out the sun, S-O-N, from breaking through the way Christ would really like to break through in our lives. And why clouds though? Why do we have these issues in our lives that seem to just weigh us down, seem to block this, this sunshine that we're looking for? So let's, we're gonna dig into Romans 12, first three verses of Romans 12. Verse one says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off everything that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiate and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, dis disregarding the shame, its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, just like you and I, that, so that you won't become weary and give up, okay? So we're gonna look at some of these sun blockers that uh, come into our lives. So verse one tells us that, look, 
As you read this book, this new, this new set of scriptures in, ver, in chapter 12, let's look back at 11. And because of all the examples we have of people who walked by faith and God was faithful to honor that, because of that, let's talk about us walking that same way. And we're told of some things that can stop you and I from walking that way in faith. And, and so at the same time today, I'm going to uh, argue that it is also things we can do to get those clouds in our lives to move away. So first, we're told, get rid of things that slow us down. Things that, they're not sin, but they're just things that don't, um, or that take up maybe too much of our life, maybe hold us back from commitments to the things of God. You know, a number of things that aren't overtly sin, but they're, they're these weights that we have around us and that, that cause us. I remember when I used to play basketball, one of the things we had to do is we would play with ankle weights on. And, um, and boy, it, it, it's just like, oh, jumping and running. And man, when you took those off, you felt like you could fly, but they were weights. They bogged you down. You weren't as quick. So what are some of those weights that, that we deal with? Okay, so, so one of the weights we deal with today is these, this, our preoccupation with screens, okay? Screens. Uh, Steve brought this message a, a while ago on this, but, but we have, you know, iPhones and Androids and, and tablets and TVs and all kind. Now we have, you know, um, what do they call those? Virtual yeah, virtual reality. Thank you. Uh, we have screens. Okay, so they're one thing that could be tying us down, keeping us from, you know, playing games, doing all that all the time. I, love, I do play games on my iPad, but it's just keeping it in perspective. Our past sometimes can be a weight. You know, we, we, we allow the enemy to lie to us about something from our past, and we take that into our present, and it holds us back. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe, it's not a sin, but it's, it's something that God would just say, hey, Ed, let it go. Guilt and shame, whoa, big ones, big ones. We don't even know sometimes that we're walking under guilt and shame, but this is a, this is a big one. And, and the word says that Jesus took our shame. He took that away from us. He went to that cross. Prosperity, another, another weight that you and I can deal with at times. You know, we don't all deal with that, but, but if you've dealt with that, it may seem like, wow, what could ever be a weight about prosperity? Well, you know, the, the word says, don't give me so much that I forget you, God. You know, and sometimes when we prosper, we're, we're, we're kind of like, okay, God, I'm good. You can go, you know, work with somebody else. I'm, I'm good. And uh, it's a weight. You know, another weight that, that occasionally, like, you may, you know, find yourself a Yankees fan. And that's a weight that, that just could be on you. And, um, and, but, you know, God can take that away from you and, and make you a Red Sox fan. I'm, I love having this mic, brother. I love it. I love it. All right. All right, so we're told next to let go of the sin in our lives. That's an, it's, a, it's another thing that will help us better to identify with those men and women of faith. It's, it won't cause clouds to block that, uh, that ability for us to hear and see and, and walk in the path that God would have for us to walk with. And, and it says the sin that so easily, easily we're tripped up on. You know, I, 
you're not a creative sinner. I know, you know, you got to understand that you're not creative about your sinning. In fact, I would argue that you probably only have one or two sins that really are the things that you deal with. Or, or if it's more, it's in the same area. They're just things you're not tempted with at all. And then there's other things. Wow, that's, that's got to be, that, that's a tough thing for you. For me, in my teen years, in my early 20s, I got into pornography, very heavy. It controlled a lot of, of my free time. And when I got saved, I knew that had to go. I had things I had to put in place for that not to trap me. So no R-rated movies, no this, no that. You know, I watched where I went. I watched how I looked. I did all the rest of that. And, and you know, to this day, I'm now 67 years old. So it's been 40 some years. I still am very careful. I'm still keep that out of my life because I don't, I know that if I were to open that door again, who knows what could happen, but I'm not opening that door. And that's what the scripture tells us. You can resist it. You can, I don't care about the sin that you find yourself doing over and over. The Bible says this, you can lay it aside, which means you can be victorious over that. So that's important. So when we do these things, when, when we lay aside the weights and we lay aside the sins, then we're told to run this race. And the race of, of Jesus Christ is not a hundred yard dash, okay? It's not even a 5K, you know, it's a marathon that we run and we run it with endurance. Why? Because we got the weights off. You know, we got the sins off. We're light. We're able to run with endurance. And we're running the race that what? That God has set before us. I've run a lot of this race on my own. Dead ends. You, you just, you run into dead ends. You got to run God's race. It's, I, I can tell you in my life, God's race has not always been the race I wanted. It wasn't the track I wanted to go on. But God honors that as we run the race he has. How do we know that race? We get rid of the weights, we get rid of the sins, we resist them, and God's will becomes so much clearer. So how do we do all this? One of the ways we do this, an important way, is we not only get rid of the weights, but we keep our eyes on Jesus. We constantly look to him. We constantly are thinking, med meditating, saying, God, how does this play out in your plan for my race, for me? We keep our eyes on him. And verse three says this, that if, if we have these clouds in our lives that we're not dealing with, that we can get weary and give up. And you know, have you ever had faith for something and after a while you just say, hmm, next, I'm just moving past that. It just isn't working out. You know what? If God's moving you on, that's great. But if you're moving yourself on because you're weary for it, because you're feeling like, you know, there's no hope there and you just accept what the enemy has given you, God says, that's not what you want to do. Get the weights off. Get the sin off. You'll see. You can run this race. You don't have to be weary. You don't have to give up. So sunblockers, let's look at those. Weights, okay, things in your life and my life that slow us down from having God's best sin, that area we're easily drawn into where we know it in fact is sin, and weariness, the temptation to give up when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel angry, when we feel discouraged, uh, when we feel alone. You know, God says, no, no, don't, don't go there. Don't get weary. Know that I will strengthen you. So here's a, one of the, I think it's a cool analogy. I said that, I didn't get a lot of uh, real confirmation in the first service. So I think the service has a higher degree of, of mental capability. So anyway, hopefully you're not here for both, from both services because I just insulted you and I'm sorry about that. Um, so here's the analogy. In the natural, 
We don't want a sunburn, and we do want sunscreen, okay? But in the spiritual realm, we do not want sunscreen, S-O-N. We don't want anything that keeps us from God. We don't want clouds to block between us. We don't want sunscreen. We actually want sunburn. That's right. We want the grace of God and the forgiveness of God and all that God has for us to burn within us. We want to be exposed to him until our spiritual skin blisters like crazy. How's that for a sight? Come on. All right. So just so you'll know, this is very scriptural. All right, because I'm going to read you out of the Word of God, Luke 24, 32. Now, don't put that up yet. Don't put it up. So we have these two men walking on this road to Emmaus, and they're, they're bummed. They're discouraged. They're, they got clouds. I mean, they're just literally walking in a cloud, and Jesus comes up behind them and says, hey, guys, what's cooking? And, and they said, yeah, he said that. Uh, and then uh, the guys look at him and say, what rock did you crawl out from under? You don't know what's going on? What just happened? You know, Jesus, he was crucified. He was our hope. We were thinking this was it. We're going to get out from under Rome, all the rest of that stuff. And Jesus says, oh, really? And he starts to teach them from the Old Testament, because they didn't have the new yet, to show them that every book in the Bible pointed to this very day, pointed to this very event. And they got excited. And then they, and Jesus went to go his way when they went uh, at the split of the road. And they said, oh, don't go. Please come and have, have lunch with us. We, we want to hear more. So they go and have lunch. And as they're sitting there, it dawns on them as they look at him. Oh, my goodness. It's Jesus. Poof. He's gone. He just, just like, you know, Scotty beam me up, you know, and just gone just gone. And here's what they said. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while, we talk, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You see, the goal as a Christian is to have Christ burning in our hearts. He burns stuff out, by the way. I think you've probably experienced that. But he also gives us this, this sense of love and, and peace and grace that only he can do. And, and it just burns within us. You see, in the natural, clouds just don't clear instantly. They don't. They dissipate, they dissipate as the sun burns them off. Okay? That's the way it is in the spiritual realm as well. But, but here's the deal. I, had, I was flying not long back, and God just gave me this, this imagery. And it was so cool. I started, when I get those, I just started writing. I just started writing. Actually, I started typing on my iPad. And, um, and this was a while ago, well before we knew we were having this series. And, you know, I just, I had said to Greg a while back, hey, I got a, I think I have a good message for a one-off. We call it one-offs when we're not doing one within a series. He said, great, okay, we'll do that. And then we forgot about it, moved on. Then the series comes along, very excited about that. So here's the deal. God knows I'm impatient. So the thought he gave me was, why do you wait for the clouds to dissipate? Why don't you just get above the clouds? Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that, right? Okay, so here I'm flying back. God gives me this thing. And, and then it makes so much sense to me. So here I am. I'm actually not here I am because I couldn't take a picture of my own plane. But uh, 
Here's a plane taking off, Singapore Air. I'm not on that. Um, but look at that sky. Not a sun ray in the group. It's socked in. It's, it's cloudy. But then, just about five to ten minutes later, it looks like this. Yeah, same clouds. But look what's happened. The sun is out. Do you know the sun's shining all the time during daylight hours? It's just that we get it blocked by the clouds of life, right? So I'm thinking about this, saying, okay, God, that's cool. I don't have to wait for you to dissipate. I can just get over them. And, and, you know, it's great to look down on your issues instead of looking up at them. So anyway, so this is the analogy that comes to me. And I'm not an engineer, so you've got to know this is God, okay? And in fact, it may not be right, but I don't care. It's what God gave me, so your argument's with God, not with me. All right, so three things are necessary for that plane to get above the clouds. It needs fuel, right? It needs thrust, right? And it needs what else? Aerodynamics, all right, because that's important. So let's look at each of these individually. So I'm going to argue that the fuel is the Bible, okay? That's going to be the fuel of our spiritual plane, all right? Here's John 8, 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 6, 63, the spirit gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you, they are spirit and life. So this whole truth, Jesus said, you know, I said this earlier, it wasn't Paul Pierce, Jesus was the truth. And, and you know, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. He brought us this truth that sets you and I free. Okay, so one of the ways we get rid of those clouds is to realize that God's given us this word of God. And it's a word that allows us to rise up above the issues of life. So you want more fuel? Get more word. I will tell you that the, the thing I use the most in my life when I'm confronted with the issues of life is always the word of God. That's the only thing that works for me. I love it when people are concerned and encourage me and all that, but you know what works? What works is when I can have something for the word of God to claim, you know, and, to, and I have certain things in my life going on right now that I read scripture pretty much every day to remind myself that this is what God says about that issue. It's important. So, you know, it's great to have fuel, right? But without thrust, without something that ignites that fuel, guess what? You're going nowhere, okay? We need this thrust, even from a spiritual uh, perspective. Hebrews 11.6 says, it's impossible to please God without this thrust, this faith, which is what we're gonna call thrust. It's impossible to please him unless we believe that he is who he says he is and he does what he says he does, okay? So we have that, but one important thing regarding this whole thing of thrust, no fuel, no thrust, okay? Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You see, it's great to have faith, but if you don't have thrust, if you, excuse me, it's great to have the word, but you need thrust, okay? So now we move into this whole issue of aerodynamics, all right? Fuel's great, thrust is great, but without these proper aerodynamics on the plane, you would just be out of control, okay? You, first of all, you'd never leave the ground. 
but you would go fast in places that you shouldn't go fast in because you're going to hit something sooner or later. But if we properly combine fuel and thrust, if we bring together God's word and the faith that that word, that word brings, it becomes a life-changing experience. A life-changing experience. You know, I don't, rem- I don't know what you remember this, but I remember the first time I flew in a plane. I was going to the 1964, I believe it was, World's Fair in New York. And... Um, I remember sitting on the plane just being amazed that this metal thing was going to go up and I'd be sitting in a chair 35,000 feet above the earth. That's really weird when you think about it, right? I mean, you're up there. If you put your hand out the window, it would instantly freeze off and fall, okay? It's so cold. But it was just amazing to me. And, and I think that as we think about this, our spiritual elevation, it's amazing what God can do to us and where he can take us. So here's my story about... Um, what happens when fuel and thrust aren't properly balanced. All right, so right after I got saved, I found out not only about Jesus, but I found out about Satan. And I never really studied a lot on Satan, but I started studying a lot about him. And I found out, oh my goodness, he does a lot of really bad things. And, and I started to get more and more into that. And so my pastor was over one day at my house and I started going on and on about how Satan is like this, ooh, he's this, he does that. I, I can see him here, I can see him there. And, and he listened, he was a very kindly older gentleman, older at least at that time, he was younger than I am now. But anyway, um, he says to me, Ed, if you're not careful, you're gonna have more of Satan in your life than Jesus. And trust me, that won't be good because you're giving him way too much recognition. You need to give God recognition because greater is he that's in you that's he that's in the world. Now, I'll tell you, the Bible, what I was quoting in scripture was true. What I said about Satan, what I knew about him, that was true, but it was out of balance. You know, I, I had too little fuel and too much thrust because I was wanted to tell everybody about this because I had faith that this had to be revealed. And, and this pastor helped me get that fuel and thrust back into proper uh, order so that I could take off as what God would, would would use me for in, in the church in later years. So three things about clouds. They can be there because of weights or sin or weariness. Three things about getting rid of clouds. God's word, faith in God's word, and the ability to maturely combine those together. And when you have questions about your, your understanding of the word and your faith in God, seek out someone older than you, wiser than you, and talk with them so that they can help you if need be to get that in balance. So here's my prayer for for you and for me. I pray that in 2018, this summer, that you will have an abundance of sunshine, S-O-N, in your life that clouds will dissipate or you'll get above them and you'll really walk or run this race that God has for you and I to run. Different races, by the way, but races nonetheless, that you'll find the endurance that comes from being in God's word, from, from letting your faith grow with that word and learning how that proper application just not only changes your life, but it changes the life of people you touch. You know, the thing I love the most about my walk down here, other than my relationship with Christ, is that there are times I have the privilege of doing, someone in some, doing something in someone's life that turns out to be a spiritual, important moment for them. There's nothing more, there's nothing more pleasing than, than those type of moments. And in order to have those type of moments, we have to 
get those clouds to part. We have to be free to let the sun just really shine on us in ways that burns through some of our prejudices, that burns through some of our, our fears, that burns through some of our disappointments. So let's pray. Father, I thank you today for this ability to walk in, in the light of your sunshine. I thank you, Jesus, that it is your desire that you would want us to have you burning within us. Father, anything in our life that's, that's acting as a, a sunscreen from, for you, that's, that's resisting you, I pray, Lord, you would help us to have the courage to take them out of our lives. Father, I pray that we would have the ability to be accountable to someone in those areas. Oh, Father, I thank you that, that Lord, we can walk cloud-free. So today, Lord, let this be a day where, where we deal we deal honestly with those, those clouds, those issues of weights and sin. Lord, that, that we open ourselves to your word and that we, we have that, that faith built from that. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. We thank you, Lord, that we want to be Hebrews 11 Christians. Help us, Lord. Help us to prepare ourselves for all you have for us. We thank you for this, Jesus, in your holy, precious name. Amen. If today there's some clouds in your life, while God is kind of showing you those this morning, don't leave. Let us pray with you. We'll have, you know, some small group leaders and, and uh, those that are leadership of our church that want to pray come up. But we'd love to pray with you. We'd like to have more sunshine on you in here than, than is when you get out there. So come and uh, let us uh, pray. And meanwhile, be blessed. Fellowship downstairs. Uh, for those who want it, God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Lord.